It's time to take off your clothes, enjoy clothes-free living, and join us for Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. Welcome to Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, the show that celebrates clothes-free living for all. I'm your host, Frank Stone. And I'm your correspondent, Lisa Monroe, and I'll be reporting on all things within the Naturist community, so it's time to get naked and join us. And enjoy clothes-free living on Naked, Nudists, and Naturists. Welcome in to Naked, Nudists, and Naturists, episode six today. Glad you're with us. We appreciate all of the comments we've been getting, all the emails, some comments on the website, and also the interaction we've had with many of you on Twitter. We are there. That might be the easiest way to get us. Uh, go to Twitter and look us up, Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. We're all over the place. And, of course, our website, same thing, NakedNudistAndNaturist.com. Visit us early and often. Let us know what you think about the show. And I'll give you the email address now. It's also on that website. That's NakedForevermore at gmail.com. NakedForevermore at gmail.com. And that's how you reach me, uh, your host, Frank Stone. And also our correspondent, Lisa Monroe. We share the same email address. So whatever you write to me, she will probably see. Whatever you write to her, I will probably see. But the response will come from the person whom you've contacted. On Twitter, as I mentioned, we're on Twitter. Uh, Lisa does not interact there, but I do. And also our administrative assistant, uh, Jennifer Hill. She uh, responds there as well. So you can find us. We're easy to find, either on Twitter or through our email address. And we're just glad you're with us, and we hope you're enjoying the uh, clothes-free life, living the naturist life. If you're not, and you're using this show to get some tips and tricks and some ideas, well, that's great, too. Uh, we will lead you there. There is nothing better than living without your clothes. And, of course, society still says, oh, boy, they whipped off their clothes. There's going to be lots of sex and inappropriate stuff. Wrong, wrong, and big capital letters, bold print, exclamation points, wrong. Those two are not one and the same. We're led to believe that. People will tell you that. We talked to uh, Joshua Lysak on last week's show. We'll have part two of my interview with him today. He gets that all the time when he tells friends or uh, colleagues. Yeah, I'm a naturist. I go to nudist retreats, and they just look at him like he's nuts. Are you crazy? You do what? because of the stigma attached to it. And I'm not sure who started the stigma thing. I wish they would not have done that because living the clothes-free life is the only way to go. And a few people wrote in, actually several people. I talked about uh, uh, jogging without a shirt. I've talked about nude jogging before. And of course, people want to know some details. Do you really do that? I can't remember if I've run on the street. I can't remember the last time I wore a shirt. I don't know if I've ever worn a shirt while jogging. Even... If it's kind of chilly out there, I just don't like clothes, period. I don't ever want to wear clothes. I wear what I have to wear uh, to stay out of trouble in society. And as a man, I don't have to wear a shirt. We'll be talking about the whole free the nipple movement, how unfair it is to women that they can't do the same thing. But that's another topic for another day, and we will address that uh, very intensively because it's very wrong. Just because you're a woman, you have to wear a shirt? What the heck kind of deal is that? Now, when it comes to nude jogging, yeah, I do that every single day. I live on the beach down in Florida, USA, right on the Atlantic Ocean. 
and I go down there and jog nude. Now, some people, if you're listening to this, or even friends of mine, I get the same thing. Are you nuts? <laughs> now, when you picture the beach, of course, uh, a lot of people think, you know, thousands of people in bathing suits and uh, floats and maybe surfboards and coolers and everything else, radios blasting away. And there's uh, old Frank Stone uh, jogging up and down naked. No, that is not the case. That would be extremely inappropriate and probably illegal. I do my jogging at 4 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 5 o'clock in the morning, depending on uh, what's going on here. And at those hours, two things. First of all, the beach is very dark. You can see a little bit uh, far enough to run, maybe 10, 15, 20 feet ahead of you. But nobody can see you. If somebody were to come down to the beach, they probably wouldn't see me at all. And if they did, I would just be a dark, shadowy figure uh, running away from them or running toward them. They wouldn't see what I had on or what I did not have on. Uh, but secondly, at that hour, uh, there is nobody at the beach. That's kind of why I do it at that hour. It's dark. If somebody does show up randomly, uh, they won't see me. But I can tell you I've never encountered anybody on the beach at 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning, at least where I live. So my routine is I put clothes on, get to the beach, take my clothes off, run, put my clothes on, come back home, take my clothes off, <laughs> jump in the pool, keep my clothes off, hit the shower, keep my clothes off, and come into the radio studio and uh, begin working for the day. You might have noticed a pattern there. Every chance I got an opportunity to take the clothes off, yeah, they came off. That's what naturism is partially all about. It's also what clothes-free living is all about. Clothes-free living really means no clothes. Now, again, it doesn't mean being inappropriate. It doesn't mean being an exhibitionist or a flasher hopping out of the bushes. Hey, I have no clothes on. No, that's totally unrelated to what we're talking about. If you experience the clothes-free life, if you're living the naturist life, you know exactly what I mean. You're more at peace. You're happier. You're more mentally healthy. And you just enjoy life for what it is. And you enjoy other people for who they are. As opposed to, wow, he has a really expensive suit on. Or, wow, look at that designer dress and purse that woman has. All of that is gone. The only thing we have at that point is ourselves. Our personalities, our thoughts, our hopes, our dreams. Nothing else. It's all been literally stripped away. Well, as a reminder, we give you a brand new show every Saturday morning. It hits uh, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. And for now, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. And we're going to expand that uh, reasonably soon. But you can fire it up 6 o'clock in the morning Eastern Time on Saturdays. But nature of podcasts, you can fire it up anytime you want. But if you want to be one of the first ones in, 6 o'clock in the morning on uh, Saturdays Eastern Time. We also ask you to visit our website early and often. Let us know what you think. You can send notes there. NakedNudistsAndNaturists.com. That's NakedNudistsAndNaturists.com. We also have an email address. It's posted there on that website, but I'll give it to you now. Another way to get a hold of us, so I'll give it to you now. NakedForevermore at gmail.com. That's NakedForevermore at gmail.com. And we're also adopting quite a presence on uh, Twitter, and you can reach us there. Just go to Twitter and type in Naked Nudists and Naturists, and you'll find us. Uh, go ahead and follow us. Uh, send us a note. 
If you write an email, uh, Lisa Monroe, our correspondent, uh, she and I share the email address. You can reach either one of us through there. On Twitter, you're only going to reach me, your host, Frank Stone, or our administrative assistant, Jennifer Hill, and we will interact with you. Ask questions, make comments, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, tell us what you want more of. We're here to give you as much information as possible toward living your clothes-free life for all of the right reasons and enjoying it. On today's show, we will have uh, correspondent Lisa Monroe. She'll be coming in in just a few moments. And then uh, later on, about the second half of the show or so, part two of my interview with Joshua Lysick, a registered and trained hypnotist and a registered and trained ghostwriter, living the clothes-free life, uh, attends a lot of nudist retreats and loves every second of us. We'll have part two of my interview with Joshua Lysick. So how about you? Are you clothes-free right now? We're always naked in the studio, and by always, I mean 100% of the time. I'm always naked when I talk to you, and so is Lisa Monroe now when she comes on the show. So join us. Take your clothes off and listen. You know, if you're driving around town, maybe keep your clothes on. <laughs> if you're listening on a pair of uh, headphones in the local grocery store, yeah, keep your clothes on. But if you're in a place where you can be clothes-free... You determine what that is, if it's your home or outside on your deck and no neighbors can see you. Yeah, go ahead. Have your clothes off when you listen. Clothes-free living is the way to go. I've noticed people are much more mentally healthy when they're clothes-free. They're happier, and that's why we do this. Now, I want to talk about, I mentioned this uh, near the end of uh, the last show, all about girls and then teenage girls, and then young women, and then middle-aged women, and older women, and so on and so forth. I've done a lot of unofficial research, and I must stress the word unofficial. But you notice trends, even in unofficial research, and every woman to whom I've ever spoken who had a naturist-type home life when growing up had zero, as in 100%, no issues with boys ever. They weren't intimidated. They were not afraid. They were not uh, bamboozled. Yet, to a person, every single one, who did not have a naturist upbringing, had issues with boys. Selected the wrong boy, got mistreated, maybe a little bit abused, were afraid of boys, never really trusted men after that. And the few that I've recently talked to uh, includes my sister. So let me just tell you this story, and uh, you tell me what you think, or if this is what happened to you as well. Our home was a mom and a dad, a sister, older sister, and me. I was always naked in the home, always, from birth on. I never had clothes on until the day I moved out, which was age 24 after I'd finished college. My dad was almost 100% of the time naked, Occasionally not, but then it was usually just a pair of underwear because he was going to throw some pants on in a few minutes and go outside, but usually he was naked too. And my sister told me uh, fairly recently, she's told me this before but got into more detail this time. She said, seeing you, meaning me, Frank, and seeing our dad naked every day, male nudity was a normal thing. I'd walk in the kitchen, there's dad pouring coffee naked. And she even mentioned, you know, various features about men's bodies. You know, I'd see his chest. I'd see his naked backside. 
I'd see his, you know, lack of a better term, penis, naked. And it was never anything out of the ordinary. That's just how Dad lived. And she said, Frank, that's how you live too. So I saw penises every day. I saw naked butts every day. I saw naked chests every day. And I saw naked backs and legs and arms. And so when it came her time to get into the dating scene as she got into uh, late middle school, early high school, it was no big deal. She transitioned very beautifully, had a number of very good relationships and ended up getting married at some point. I've heard that same thing from other women. When they grow up in a naturist family and they see naked males every single day, it's no big deal. And that's how it should be. Now, the same can be said for boys. We just haven't said it yet, and you don't have as much research out there on that. But if they grow up in a home where they see their mom naked every day, they see their sister naked every day, well, they grow up the same way as my sister did, but uh, slightly differently. They see breasts every day. They see naked fannies every day. Uh, they see down below every day on a woman. So when they get into the dating scene, it's not a big deal. It's not one of these, oh boy, what do I do now? I guess I better find some magazine somewhere or some book in the back room of a bookstore to learn what a female's body parts are and how they work and what they look like. They just accept it as natural because it is natural. And that's a big part of what a naturist living in the home does for you, naturist families. I've heard this time and time again. It's about 25 or 30 women have told me one of two things. Grew up in a naturist family and had no issues with men ever. And to this day, they still like men and trust men. Did not grow up in a naturist family. Had lots of problems with boys and men and still to this day don't fully trust men. When something is that black and white, it might be time to take a look at it. So if you grew up in a naturist family, you know what I'm talking about. If you did not grow up in a naturist family, you probably know what I'm talking about as well. Nothing you can do now to fix that other than make your own family a naturist family. Because when it becomes normal, then it's really not that big of a deal. It's just normal. You drink water every day. What if you never drank water? I guess that's physically impossible. But let's say you just didn't drink any water. And then at age 30, somebody gives you a glass of water. Oh, boy, what's this? Well, it's just water. It's natural. Same with naturism. That's kind of a strange analogy, but you know what I'm getting at. If you grow up with that being normal and natural, it becomes and stays normal and natural. I thought I'd pass my two cents along as put forth by about 25, 30 women, including my own sister. You're listening to Naked Nudists and Naturists, Episode 6. Check out our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com and our email address is there for you nakedforevermore at gmail.com and we're also found on Twitter nakednudistandnaturist just look us up there and you can uh, talk to us there you can talk to us by email we want to know what you think how is your clothes free living life going do you need some support do you need some more motivation we're here to help you and if you're living the naturist life already we want to hear from you as well how's it going when did you start what have you noticed as your big differences? So thank you again for being with us. Naked, Nudists, and Naturists, Episode 6. Mm. 
right, let's head out to our correspondent. She's with us on every single show, Lisa Monroe, who I really appreciate uh, being closed free every time she shows up. But good morning, Lisa. How are you today? Good morning, Frank. I'm doing terrific. How about yourself? Doing really well in a closed-free manner. I mean, what could possibly go wrong as long as Nothing. we don't go to uh, the grocery store this way? Well, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, they might frown on it in my neighborhood, that's for sure, yeah. So, <laughs> or any neighborhood. That's right. Now, before we get to your report, uh, the last show I said I had a, uh, my very first trip to a naturist resort, and I wanted to tell a story. It shows you how naive I was, incredibly naive, and I was an adult. You know, I was uh, probably in my 30s, so I should have known better. I just didn't. I just didn't know. I just didn't uh, know these things. Uh, you know, put on pants and a shirt and shoes and socks and drove to the place, checked in, you know, paid my daily fee, whatever, went to the pool. And there were a lot of people at the pool, maybe 10, uh, mostly women. It was during the day and uh, a lot of women there, a couple guys. And I put my towel on the chair and began to take my clothes off. You know, I took my shirt off, took my pants off, my socks off and my underwear off, and then I was standing there naked, and then I got on the towel and stretched out and enjoyed, uh, was going to enjoy the day. Well, it wasn't too long before people were coming up to me, you know, women, wanting to know who I was, what my name was, and I thought, well, this is a pretty friendly place, pretty nice. And it wasn't until many hours later, one of, the, uh, one of them explained to me, they said, do you know why so many women came up to you? I said, no, I guess they're being friendly. They said, no, because you basically did a strip tease for us. That's not what we do here. And we did enjoy it, but you're supposed to go into the, uh, you know, dressing room, undress there, come out either naked or come out with a towel, not just stay there and take your clothes off. I had no clue. How, how embarrassing is that? Oh, that's pretty embarrassing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Must I have been mortified. quite the show. <laughs> yeah. So I, I uh, recommend people don't do that. Get naked somewhere else, then come out naked or with a towel around you, not just whip it off uh, piece by piece. It's not a burlesque show. It's just naturism. <laughs> All right, uh, Lisa Monroe, let's get into your report. Something about Australia the last uh, time we talked. Well, you know, we, we have, um, there are an awful lot of naturists all around the world. And one of the, um, I've read an article from the Guardian uh, newspaper in England about a place called Kiata Country Club. Mm -hmm. It's located in New South Wales, Australia. And it's an interesting article in the fact that, that this had been a relatively open area for naturism for a long time. You know, you think of kind of Australia as the kind of the great outback and and a, a, a freer society, but in a lot of ways they are not. Mm -hmm. And so this, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Mick, and he heads the Australian Naturist Federation, and he's very involved with this particular club, and it's the largest club of its kind in Australia. And he was talking about the the fact of that there's starting to be pushback against naturism in, oh, in some areas. And okay. they're now concerned that the freedom that they had may be starting to be encroached on. Oh. And so I found it really interesting and kind of the way that naturism grew in Australia, which um, was pretty interesting because it, there was an influx of Scandinavians and just and all Europeans mm -hmm. into Australia in the early part of the century. Mm -hmm. And that sort of, they brought with them that relaxed, naturist, commune with nature kind of lifestyle. Then the hippies came along. Mm -hmm. And we know the hippies were all about, you know, 
a lot of things, including, yeah. you know, the freedom to be naked whenever. I mean, go mm-hmm. to Haight-Ashbury even today in San Francisco, and there's probably somebody walking nude along the street. Yeah. So um, so that, that was when it was a huge growth of naturism in Australia. And unfortunately, um, the arrival of the Internet changed things. And I think this is the biggest point out of this whole article, even though it's about this group, but it was a point that I think is something we really need to think about. And that is that the internet, suddenly we have the ability to exchange photos quickly. We mm-hmm. have smartphones now that can take photos of instantaneously and, and you click the photo and you click another button and it's out to the world. Right. And because of that, one of the reasons is naturism has been pulling back is because it's the um, fear that someone's going to find out because you don't want your boss to know, because you don't want your family to know, you don't want your friends to know. And so you're now kind of at a point where do I go or do I not go? Mm, And I think that was the, the important thing that came out of this article for me was that even though we know that, we don't consciously think about it a lot. Right. And an awful lot of these resorts do not want you to take photos. Oh, not at all. I, I would say it's a ban from every club I've ever heard, unless you have the person's permission. And, but then you still have to be careful about people in the background, right? Ex- exactly. And um, I read a disclaimer on one group because I kind of went to look about this once I started reading about it. And one group, um, a one facility said, you know, we're not going to keep you from taking pictures, but we reserve the right to review those photos before uh-huh. you leave here with them. Okay. Okay. And I don't know exactly how they can say to someone, take that off your camera or right. confiscate your camera or your phone yeah. or what. But I think that there is probably within the community a sense of not doing that. You know, you wouldn't violate someone else's privacy because you wouldn't want them so that kind of the old golden rule, but yeah. what happens to those clothing options, optional yeah. ones, like, like you said earlier, yeah. where yeah. someone might just be coming in to ogle? Sure. I, I think that, I don't know if it happens a lot, but I'm sure it does happen. I know it happens on nude beaches. People go there and never take their clothes off, but they spend all day, you know, checking out the guys or checking mm-hmm. out the gals. And that's not what it's supposed to be about. And that, that defeats the whole purpose of naturism when you start doing that. So we, obviously discourage that kind of behavior. And, you know, you mentioned uh, lewd behavior, inappropriate stuff. And you recently mentioned, you know, any societal rules go at a naturist park too. You know, you wouldn't go up to somebody at a grocery store and make an inappropriate sexual comment. So why would you ever think it's okay at a naturist park? Uh, just because they have no clothes on? That's beyond ridiculous to me. Well, and it comes back to the reasons that people think people take their clothes off. Because there is a stigma, you know, there's a part of society that thinks, oh, my God, you got your clothes off. You're ready to, to rock and roll here. There you go. No, I'm just getting suntan all over. You know, get out of my face. It, yeah. So yeah. There's, a, there's a fundamental cultural difference between these two facets of looking at life. And uh, I'm not sure. One is more tolerant. The naturists, I think, are very tolerant. You don't want to do it? Don't do it. Right. But there are people on the other side, like this talking about in, in uh, 
Australia because now there's a there was a new beach that was not a designated new beach, but it was where everybody always went and everybody knew they were going there. Okay. Except now all of a sudden the police are starting to find people for being mm, naked right. on that beach. Yeah. And they said there are a lot of laws that are um you know, kind of archaic and just sort of haphazard and they don't get enforced unless someone complains. So mm. the Karens of the world are out there, <laughs> you know, making sure that all of us conform to what they want and not what anyone else wants. So it was an interesting article. And there was one other thing that I love because they called the, the person who wrote this article um, called Tori Shepard said, he referred to non-naturists as textiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Those who had yeah. not heard that term before. And I loved it because it's the naturist versus the textiles. Yeah, that's right. Let's have a football game or <laughs> absolutely tennis match or something. Well, you know, exactly. You, you hit on it a moment ago. There's still that. That's why people don't necessarily openly say, yes, I'm a naturist. And I go to a club every weekend and get naked. Because their friends, their boss, even a relative might say, oh, you're you're one of those. You have wild sex every weekend. And until we get away from that ridiculous correlation, we're, we're going to struggle with that. And uh, we won't be able to tell our bosses or certain family members or even neighbors. Like You just kind of keep that quiet because they'll think you're one of those. But I think we're making strides, but there's still a ways to go. You, you agree? I, I think so. And I think as we learn to live with this instant um, information that we have to deal with now from, from the internet, that we're, we're going to, to learn some boundaries. But there's always going to be some idiots out there that are going to do something they shouldn't do. And it's just, you know, it's going to be what it is. There's not much we can do about it. Just keep plugging along and, and explaining what the lifestyle is like and that it's fun and natural and and enjoyable very natural clothes free living it's been lisa monroe our correspondent and lisa you're extra naked right now i like to say extra it's kind of a silly thing i do you're extra naked now you're going to promise to stay extra naked the rest of the day we hope absolutely extra naked all day long (laughs) okay lisa monroe our correspondent thank you lisa we'll see you on the next show Okay, Frank. Take care. Bye. Bye. The terrific Lisa Monroe, our correspondent, she is with us on every single episode. A lot of people look forward to her reports. A lot of people already like her. How about that? Well, she's likable. She's full of joy and living the clothes-free life and loving every single second of it. Uh, Lisa Monroe will be with us on uh, next week's show. You're listening to Naked Nudist and Naturist. We invite you to check out our website, nakednudistandnaturist.com. Send us an email, nakedforevermore at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter. Naked Nudist and Naturist, just fire us up, uh, give us a follow, and we will interact with you there as well. And as a reminder, we give you a brand new show every Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're going to expand that. We're already working on that. They'll be all over the place uh, by the time we're done. But you can find us every Saturday morning, 
doesn't mean you have to fire it up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. That's just when it's available. You log in and you listen whenever is good for you. We're just glad that you do. Naked Nudist and Naturist, Episode 6. Thank you for being with us. Let's head to Part 2 now of my interview with uh, Joshua Lysak. You know, I've been uh, with friends. You know, we've gone out to lunch or dinner or whatever. And we've, we've seen, you know, a, a woman, you know, women breastfeeding their babies. And I'll notice it. And I thought, well, you know, that's, well, uh, let me get my friend's reaction first. It wouldn't be a naturist. They'd say, hey, you know, check out the babe over there and the, uh, the red top. I, well, why? You know, okay. And I look and she's breastfeeding. I said, well, what about her? And he goes, you know, her breasts are out, man. You know, it's kind of cool. And, and that was his reaction as, as a non-naturist. I see a breast, oh, baby, and that looked great. And my reaction, it almost sounds fake if you're not a naturist because you won't get it until you try it. My first reaction was, you know, isn't that great that she's nurturing her baby? Now, that is not the standard way men respond in America today or maybe even throughout the world. You see a good-looking woman on TV with her breasts out. Oh, baby, that's great stuff. But that is not anywhere near what naturism is about. And I guess if you're thinking that way, you know, you're probably not a true naturist. I don't want to criticize anybody, but... Uh, I mean, do you see it that way too? Your, your first reaction isn't, oh, wow, you know, what a hot chick. Your first reaction is she's nurturing her baby and that's great. Is that how you see it? Yes, yes. And and I think that <laughs> there's there's internet speak for that. That 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 That's what we might call a coomer. <laughs> <laughs> a person who, who sexualizes uh, everything. And that sort of a stigmatizing attitude and view of, of the... Uh, human body and that's why I, I point out with somebody else is naked and no one else is there is that sort of inherent exhibitionism uh which is why i'm not really a fan of of quote-unquote nudists who have like an only fans channel or it's like okay uh-huh. okay it looks like you're a little into this exhibitionism yeah, stuff exactly. that's really not what this is all um about but i was pointing out the the benefits of the experience for particularly young people and it's the best metaphor that i've i've come across is something like inoculation against pornography so one of the most obviously it's one of the most common some might call it an addiction other people say well technically it's not addiction but it's a thing that keeps you from living your real life with real people yeah like most often people who spend hours buttering the cob will do so as a replacement or substitute for real life interaction with real people yeah Right. And that's not natural. That's not that's not the way of things. And as a hypnotist, you learn that what you force your body to gain pleasure from, you train your body to be attracted to that. And so it's interesting that what some might consider sexual deviance or fetishes are programmable Mm. into us. So there's a reason that the cuckoldry fetish has become so popular. Getting a little not safe for work territory, but I think this is important to point out that that is a result of consistent viewing of um, pornography. Correct. And there has been research both, let's say, close to that being that, that which is peer-reviewed and also anecdotes and qualitative experiences that children who grow up with non-stigmatized nudity as part of their lives, both with themselves and, and in, let's say, with, with a naturist mindset, not anything obviously inappropriate or, or not safe for work, or, or even illegal, obviously. They grow up, first of all, without that, let's say, hormonal-driven curiosity about what the other, what the opposite sex looks like uh, yeah. naked, what yeah. the opposite sex looks like 
when they're attractive and naked with her with other someone else who's attractive and naked and it's when you get into not safe for work territory and then that becomes a thing that just lights up the brain with that with that dopamine and i mentioned i mentioned naturism as an inoculation against um pornography because when you grow up with the i'm not even going to say normalized human form mm-hmm. because also that, that that means that human form is not normal and, and, and that's just as a strange it's, it's so strange that we have stigmatized the normal and normalized uh stigma yeah right <laughs> and now like when a, when someone sees a woman's breasts it's like that's a sexual thing yeah because that's been stigmatized and now, now it's like oh they're normalizing something that's, that's stigmatized <laughs> even though it's like that's not all the way of things and that women's bodies are not meant to wear clothes right same with men's bodies yeah. Yeah. as well and and you think about that, a return to that natural state again with other people, like many people who get it, and you can spend time together in a, in, a, in a safe uh, safe environment. It's quite it's quite it's quite spectacular. It is it is a retreat for the mind and for the soul, and a complete hard reset and a, and a turning off of the phone of modern information saturated uh, living. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a couple of questions. And uh, there, there's a movement out there. I'm sure you've heard about it. Free the nipple movement. It's all over the place. And I remember asking my mom as a kid, I was probably four, five, six. I wasn't that old. I remember I ran around with no clothes on. My dad ran around with no clothes on. When we go outside, you know, say to a beach or a local, whatever, where we went. Uh, and I couldn't be naked, but I could swim. You know, my shirt would come off and I'd dive in. And uh, my sister's shirt stayed on or her bikini top stayed on. Same with my mom. And I remember asking her at age four, five or six, why don't, you know, you take your top off? Or how come none of the moms have their tops off or shirts off, whatever? And uh, her answer was, well, we're not allowed to do that. That's, that would be inappropriate. That was my own mother uh, who was raising basically a naturist son, had a naturist husband saying it's, you know, inappropriate and we're not allowed to do that. And I didn't understand the answer and her explanation wasn't very good other than that's just the way it is. And then here we are, you know, many years later, and we still don't have an answer. I asked somebody early this morning on social media, has has anybody ever heard a halfway intelligent reason as to why we cannot do this? And uh, then I said, I'm guessing the answer is uh, no, (laughs) but I thought I would ask anyway. What is your take on that? Why? Why did we ever get to the point, obviously, before you and I were born, we were at that point where women cannot walk around with their shirts off like men can. You know, I, I told you I run on the beach every morning. Now I run nude on the beach. And of course, when I tell non-naturists that, that, oh, my gosh, you know, you're, you know, perverted, you're an exhibitionist, whatever. And I say, you know, I go running at five in the morning. First of all, it's dark. Secondly, there's nobody there. <laughs> I have the beach to myself. No exhibitionism. It's all about the joy that it brings to me. If I have to run on the street, which sometimes uh, it will happen a lot in the past and sometimes happens now, I'll have, uh, you know, socks on, I'll have uh, shoes, I'll have uh, gym shorts, no shirt though. I never, ever wear a shirt when I go jogging because I can't stand it. You know, the material surrounding me and perspiring, no shirt, even if it's cold and no shirt, women cannot do that, at least not yet in most places. Why do you think that is? How did that come to be? Uh, my perspective might be a little different yeah. than what a lot of guests might say, but I think it is for safety. Oh. I think it is for safety. And the reason is, as your 
friend at launch demonstrated, we are women are surrounded by coomers. And there are a lot of coomers out there who can't help themselves, who are who are who are uh, predators. Okay. And one of the best way to not be the target of a predator is to not act like prey. Do not look like prey. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is why whenever you go to a nudist retreat or part of any nudist uh, resort or colony or club, everyone gives their driver's license at the front and their uh, any other form of ID that they have or their, you know, their um, car's uh, license plate number as well. That is predator proofing the space. Okay. Also, no photography allowed. Right. For safety. Right. So that women can free the nipple. Okay. Without having to worry about what would happen to them outside of that environment. Okay. On on the on the street or in the let's say because a, a lot of women even when they're fully clothed get unwanted attention. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, lost attention. And there, of course, is a movement now in major cities. Yeah, I was reading um, several, several, several points on New York City where women will dress in, like they they will cover up as much as possible, wearing oversized, loose fitting you know, t shirts and sweatshirts and whatnot, to, like to cover up the actual outfit that they're wearing that day. Oh wow! As as a deterrent for the predators that oh. they encounter, the men who follow them wow. or would otherwise uh, follow them. Right. And and so this is a sort of a, um, let's say, a consequence of early childhood stigma, the stigmatizing of nudity in the body as a sexual thing. And then when that relationship is established, that skin equals sex, nudity equals sex. Yeah. Titties equal titillation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it seems like on a society wide scale, what that often does is those who are low conscientiousness, high aggression, talking about men, low consciousness, high aggression, who grow up with Coomer mindset, they're a problem. Yeah. They're a real problem. Particularly yeah. if they have, let's say, hours and hours per week of pornography consumption. Oh. And I, it might be my unique perspective as a as a hypnotist and, and seeing these things, it just it all makes sense. And so I think that's why women on, you know, it's. I think it's helpful for for men to have that re that reset to our default primal state of being skin and sun only, yeah. and then doing that with our our families and other people in a non stigmatized safe place. I think that's probably why naturism is so much more beneficial to women as it's reported. And that the women I talked to was like, oh yeah, my, I enjoy a lot more than my boyfriend does, or I get yeah. way more out of it than my my husband does, my partner, or or or, or what have you. Um, and my family doesn't get it, but. You know, I, I come here even even, you know, single, otherwise attractive to early in the late teens, early 20s um, women who who go there and it's and often will go there with her with their, their, their friends from college or, or whatever. And it's because it's one of the only places and one of the only environments in their entire lives where they're safe. Yeah. And, they're, and, and from from the unwanted unwanted attention of otherwise uh, potential um, uh, predators. And something else I've noticed, even in, let's say, public spaces, like like we enjoyed the, the nudist beach in um, Toronto, and of course I like Hallover Beach in, in in Florida, and there's places where like anyone can show up, and it's like it's it's clothing optional. Yeah, you tend to not see a bunch of lewd uh, staring from people who are fully clothed. 
dirty old men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you tend to not see that, right? And you tend to see a lot of families who are yeah. all there together enjoying the experience. Yeah. One of the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful things I ever witnessed was four generations of it looked like an an, uh, an Hispanic family at Hollow Beach in Florida just playing in the waves, having a good time. It looked like it was like the great grandparents and the grandparents and then the parents and then like just little kids all running around like on rafts or playing or or whatever. One of of those beautiful things I've ever witnessed in my entire life was the innocence, the joy, that, 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 that pure state of being the way that humans are made to be. It was like seeing humans in our natural habitat in a way that you just don't, you just don't ever often um, see. And there was like the family friendly section. And then I remember there was like a bunch of uh, military veterans who were there that day. And then there was like the LGBT section. And those were separate for a reason. And I know that like nudity and gay pride parades and it's like bringing kids to that sort of thing. And the exhibitionism that's involved in front of children, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way because it goes against the spirit of the, it, go, it goes against this, this experiment and it's a sort of a reveling in the, stig, in the, stigma, in the stigmatizing of nudity as sexual. It rubs me the, 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 the wrong way, so to speak. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> and you do get that vibe from the LGBTQIA plus whatever section, in my experience, at nudist uh beaches where it is it, it seems a little bit more a little more exhibitionist oh yeah and that's why the family friendly section is separate yeah. <laughs> it's it's a uh, separate from that by a few hundred yards if i recall yeah. in, in in my um and my experience and i think that's probably the safest way to do it now i spent time i spent time in both sections and i would probably just rather spend time in the family friendly section if it, to be uh to, to be to be straightforward here oh, because yeah. what what is most i think i find what is most healthy what's most beneficial of the nature's experience is the unstigmatizing of the normal and so to revel in the stigmatizing of skin as inherently a asexual thing and obviously like we have reproductive organs like it was not like oh let's 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 pretend we are not sexual beings. It's not that at all. It's being as you are in that whole state, and that it's it's okay to be as our ancestors had been for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. In clothing as a as textiles as a as a recent invention for that that emerged within well first with out of necessity as weather changed. Right. <laughs> and, and migrating following food the colder areas or areas that would be colder throughout the year and needing right. to have protection from uh the, the elements was the was the first reason for uh for, for the invention of clothing but right. the second as instant recognition of someone's role in society and their and their social class mm-hmm. and there have been times and places throughout history where nudity was still normal as as part of society for one's uh job and one's activities and one particular case that strikes a lot of people as odd is that early christian baptisms were always in the nude and co-ed and all ages yeah yeah i heard that 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 phenomenon for like the the first like one to three hundred years i think of early church um uh christianity and it was not considered considered lewd or or inappropriate or anything like that and so it it is truly a, a return to a a pre-modern time a, a primal time and i think that not not that everyone should be 100 percent naked at all, at all things all the time because clothing has been invented for for 
multiple reasons, myriad reasons, and it's, best, and it's beneficial to us. So at the same time, I don't want us as humans to forget who we are, particularly right. in our, our age of the Coomer mindset in which a glance mm-hmm. at the nipple is titillating. And untitillating nudity for people is, for I think for most people, extremely beneficial. And plus for, for young people, particularly prepubescent kids, it is inocul- it is an effective inoculation against pornography and that while well, the nudity equals sex. So let's look up nude pictures of girls on the internet, right? Yeah, it's yeah. what a lot of teen boys find themselves doing and then it becomes a path to spending more time staring at attractive naked women having sex with other men and, and training the cuckoldry fetish into them. And that's a bizarre modern thing we've seen in the last few years, last couple of decades, yeah. as a direct result of that stigmatizing of sexuality to sexual deviancy, right? And that, and that, and that pipeline and that path is so common for so many people, such that when someone sees a woman breastfeeding, Everyone's like, look at the hot babe over there yeah. is the result that a lot of people have. Or, oh, that's a hot babe over there. Oh, quick, don't look. I can't lust. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like the sort of the, the religious response. Now, that that's I think the religious response is superior to, hey, let's look at the hot babe. It's all oh, that woman is is is, is, is topless. That's Ted Lady. Let's look away. That is superior. Right. I think that demonstrates um, self-discipline. I think that that's that's appropriate. But I still think that there is a that there is a, a better way, a, a superior way that people with this people who are at least in my generation because they're crunchy or kind of uh e e hippies <laughs> you might say e, e for the electronic age digital yeah. age and I'm, I'm kind of rambling at this point a little bit um frank but i'm trying to to discuss the topic from as many angles as as possible and perspectives as, as as possible but if we get down get down to it the two core things number one when everybody's naked nobody's naked number yeah. two it is a it is the hardest of hard Pun, pun not intended, resets of our frame of reference as we go day to day with our all of our responsibilities and anxieties and worries. And in the same way, when you turn off your phone and then go engage in an activity, you're mentally freed up. Enjoying the nudist or naturist experience in the company of like-minded people is that for your soul. It's turning off your phone for your, for your soul. Yeah. This experience. It, it, yeah. And until people try it, that's the, the issue I've had with people it, talking to them about it. it's like you want me to go there and just take my clothes off you know are you nuts and you know that's their beginning statement then i try to get them to basically what you've said yes and when you do it you're going to feel like you finally are free from all the barriers that have been put on you even though you don't know some of them were put on and you know a couple of things i want to pass along to you you know when i i was uh, i've been in new york city a few times and my recent trip was, I think, in 2015. That's been eight years. And I was walking around uh, Times Square, just walking around, enjoying the sights. And uh, I, I suddenly noticed several topless women. Now, I didn't know that that was a thing uh, in New York at the time. And I guess it was a big thing in terms of controversy. And I, I think they've changed a little bit since then. But topless women were walking around. And uh, they were trying to get men to come up to them and pay them a fee and either get their picture taken with this topless woman in Times Square or they could paint them. You know, they could paint their breasts or they could, you know, whatever they wanted to do. And it hit me at, at that exact moment. I said, now, ladies, that's exactly what you don't want to do. You're doing the thing that we're trying yes. to get you away from. You're just openly saying, here are my breasts. Aren't they hot? Let's get it on. You can get a picture. That's the opposite. 
And the other thing you mentioned early on about the, the body shaming culture that's out there, and it's out there, uh, not body uh, sh- uh, shaming, uh, body acceptance. You know, people say, uh, I can't think of this. There's this one singer uh, who's fairly popular, and uh, I think she has uh, one name that she goes by, and she's uh, very heavy, you know, like several pounds. I, I yes. don't, do you know who I mean? I can't think of the lady's name. Lizzo. That's it. Yeah, I knew it started with an L. And people will say, you know, isn't she beautiful? She's just accepting herself as she is. And then they'll turn to their friend. But she, you know, she ought to drop 100 pounds because she looks terrible in that dress or something. Well, that's exactly the whole body acceptance thing that's not working in the regular culture because people are constantly making judgments. And I do mean constantly, even if it's not at the conscious level. Uh, they're saying, you know, she looks, uh, that dress is too tight. That dress is too loose. Ooh, she should have done that with her hair. And I can't believe she wore those earrings. Judge, judge, judge on top of judge. But at a naturist place, as I mentioned earlier, literally all of that goes away. Uh, there are no dresses to be too tight. There are no pants that are a little loose. It's just you. And then it breaks down the, the further the societal barrier. You know, if you're a very wealthy uh, businessman let's say you make 10 million dollars a year and somebody else makes thirty-five thousand dollars a year and they're both at a naturist resort for the most part you really can't tell which one is which one unless you engage them in conversation they start talking about all the money they've made or whatever but that breaks it down and makes us more equal too doesn't it in some ways yes i i think so it is it is again that sort of um social uh reset both in terms of someone's, let's say their, their health journey and where someone is at. And it's, it's okay to be where you're at and it's okay for others to be where they're at too. And like I pointed out, you'll see men and men and women, you know, who have six pack, who have an eight pack, who are just like Greco Roman (laughs) marble statuesque. Sure. Yeah. You know, and then there's somebody who let's say drink, you can tell drinks and smokes a lot on weekends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that everyone is there together and it's and yeah. it's okay. It's not. It's not to say you can be healthy any size. Yeah, which is as we all know not really yeah. true. Yeah, but true. we can. We don't have to be in a state of cognitive dissonance where yeah. we're where we're lying to ourselves, where we're we are stigmatizing a sexual breastfeeding, a nurturing and nourishing an infant. Yeah. We also, but we also don't have to let's say, normalize type 2 diabetes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and supermodel eyes, uh, uh, let's say, all of the diseases of uh, clinical obesity. Um, yeah. We don't have to do any of, of that. And it's all of those lies, and let's say, that trappings that are put on by society, when the clothes come off, those do as well. Yeah. Yes. That's a, a very good way to put it. You know, I also... You know, I had the experience, I know some others have too. Uh, my uncle, uncles owned a farm. And before them, my grandfather, their father owned a farm. Everybody farmed naked. And part of it was that was the culture. We just don't wear clothes. But part of it too was it's a little dangerous. You know, when, when you can get your uh, shirt caught in a, a machine or something and it'll suck you right in. Or it's just easier to move around if you're naked. And, you know, I would go to the uh, farm, you know, that a lot of times that's where we would have uh, big extended family celebrations on the farm because they had more room and they'd set up a tent and there'd be lots of tables and maybe 20, 50 people, you know, all family. 
and uh, we just had a great time, you know, and, and, and everybody would be naked, especially the men. Some of the women did, some of the women were topless, but for the most part, the men were naked. You know, we'd play sports. My uncle would show us how a certain tractor worked. We could drive the tractor around, you know, under supervision. And when I tell people that outside the naturist community, the first reaction is, well, your family must have been a bunch of psychos. No, not at all. That's exactly what we're trying to get people to is that uh, I forgot exactly how you said it, but when everybody is naked, nobody is naked, that kind of thing. And it breaks down every single barrier. And until people try it, they won't experience that. I'm, I'm guessing you've never been able to convince anybody with your words that, hey, this is the greatest thing ever. Maybe you've gotten them to the point they'll try it. And then when they try it, they'll say, well, Joshua, you're a genius. You're exactly right. Is that kind of how it's gone when you've dealt with other people? Yes. At first, there's a sort of a, wait, you, as I said, that's it. wait, you do what? With what? Without what? And there's what? That's right. With what? Uh, that's right. Is, is, the initial, is this initial response? And they say, well, wait a second. This person I'm talking to is not an idiot. He's, he's a rather thoughtful person. So what, 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 am I, what am I missing here? Yeah. And then we point out, like, the human body is not made for, for clothes. It's, yeah. it's made for exposure. To the to the element mm-hmm. and people who are who are health conscious, I immediately get it. And it's like, oh yeah, like spending time outside, uh, naked, particularly in the sun, is a way of allowing sunlight to actually cleanse our bodies. Right? It, it's it, it's actually like a um, when they say sunlight is the best disinfectant. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in many ways, and uh, it's it's a great way to get clean. That was. That was known to our ancestors, of course. Yeah. And even our ancestors in deep time. And it's a way to be yourself and to enjoy the gift that our ancestors have passed on, which is the experience of of being a human and feeling like a human in humans' natural habitat. And there's nothing like it. And I and I recommend it to everyone, particularly to couples and families with children. Mm-hmm. As a way to renormalize again the, the 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 nude human form, as a way to inoculate, let's say, imagine that that twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old boy who has some buddies who were like, "Hey, check this out," and they pull up their phone and there's some pornographic content from yeah, social exactly. media or or, yeah. or Twitter or TikTok or, or whatever, right? Yeah, and exactly. everyone else is is titillated, but the youngster who has grown up and at least maybe spending time at uh, news retreats before, during, and after puberty, even with all of the normal changes and all the normal developments, that child will be like you. It's like, uh, the girl's just naked. I've seen that a thousand times before. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a desensitization, right. but rather it's a recontextualization of yeah. nudity as it is supposed to be, as it's, as it ought to be. And I think it's clear that our, Western world can use that. Yeah. Our Western world can can use that of returning the human form to its proper place, rather than that that state of this is you know to be nude is to be lewd. Yeah, it's and it's inherently exhibitionist and it's inherently sexual. Yeah, I and agree. To reset that, I think a civilization needs for sure. Well said. I went to a naturist place once, and I was just walking around. I went there alone, and you know, just walking around the park. And I saw a naturist family, mom, dad, sitting, reading, and two kids in front of them playing, you know, whatever they were doing. And it, it struck me like, that's the way it should be. There's no nervousness. There's no whatever. It's just a family enjoying life in the sun, uh, you know, the fresh air and so on. 
We've been talking to Joshua Lysak, and uh, you know we could go on for several hours. I know you have things you have to get to in life other than <laughs> being on the show today. We appreciate all of your time. And I read somewhere, and it might have been on your website or some information about you, you might be the only person in the world who is a ghost, a certified ghostwriter and a hypnotist. You know, you're qualified to do that. Anybody else have both uh, the dual roles that you know of, or are you the only one? I'm the only one who's certified profession, at the professional yeah. level with the highest credentialing organizations in, in yeah. both. He's ghostwriting yeah. from California State University, Long Beach, and then hypnosis through the National Guild of Hypnotists, which is the oldest and largest such organization professionally. And as, as far as I'm aware, I'm the only one in the world who, who, uh, who has both. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Perhaps we can get into that at another time. Yeah, definitely. So do you want to put anything out there in terms of information that people want to contact you, your website, anything like that? And the best place to find me actually is on is on Twitter. I have a website like lysakghostwriting.com, uh, but my best shenanigans are on Twitter. I'm simply at Joshua Lysak, and you'll see that I tweet about naturism and about this experience from time to time to to uh, to unstigmatize that which is normal. Excellent. We will check that out. We encourage our listeners to do so as well. And Joshua, I'm going to guess, at least I'm going to hope that you and your wife close free days that we're looking at, other than if you have to go outside and travel. As much as possible. All right. Very good. Joshua, I said, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for all your time on the show. And uh, let's definitely keep in touch and talk again soon. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Frank. Thank you. The terrific Joshua Lysak. You can find him all over the place. Uh, go to his website. Remember, he's a hypnotist and a ghostwriter. LysakGhostwriting.com is where you can find him for his business. But you can find him on Twitter discussing naturism. And we just reverse the names at Lysic Joshua, and you'll find him on Twitter, and he will respond to you all of the time uh, regarding naturism. We thank Joshua Lysic for all of his time on our show, Naked Nudists and Naturists. We truly do value your comments, so please send them early and often, whether it's here uh, at, at the radio station, on our website, the place for comments there, nakednudistandnaturist.com or through email, nakedforevermore at gmail.com, or through Twitter. Find us there, Naked, Nudist, and Naturist. You'll always find me, your host, Frank Stone. I'm at all those places. Uh, Lisa Monroe joins us on the email. You can write to her there. And our administrative assistant, Jennifer Hill, joins us on Twitter and manages uh, that for us. You'll mostly get her. I do fire in and weigh in if you have a question for me there. But we just appreciate you being with us. And we want to know how it's going for you. How is your clothes-free living life going? How is your naturist life going? Are you nude alone in your home? Do you have a spouse? Do you have a significant other? Are you a naturist family? Do you go to naturist events? Do you have naturists over? We want to know all of that. The more information we get, the more information we can pass along to the rest of our listeners. And as a reminder, we give you a brand new show every Saturday morning, 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, right now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're expanding as we speak. And so we just hope you check us out, find us, easy to find. Just go naked, nudists, and naturists, type that in, and it'll tell you where it is on the podcast world. And you can listen to us early and often and even multiple times. Well, we hope you're living uh, the clothes-free life, the naturism life. If you're not, we'll get you there. Just hang with us, and we'll, we'll guide you along. And once you venture in, you will wonder why you didn't venture in before. Thank you again uh, for listening to us, uh, Naked, Nudist, and Naturist, uh, Episode 6. And obviously, we'll join you next week with Episode 7. 
Plan to join us for every single one of our shows here and have your clothes off when you're listening. We have our clothes off when we're broadcasting, enjoying the naturist life. We celebrate clothes-free living for all. Remember to enjoy being naked and join us again for Naked Nudist and Naturist. We drop a brand new show every Saturday morning, so come back and join us. Have your clothes off when you do for Naked Nudist and Naturist. Have a great clothes-free day. Music.